0: hello pasty
1: hello fatty maybe it is working after all no back Lashley predictions
0: well you know Backlashly is supposed to take place over two days and be uh pre-recorded as just two separate shows so why the fuck would we do that
1: wait is this for real i didn't know they said that and i looked at the shit this morning
0: well, when I looked it up, I heard it was over two days, and it was going to be tra- taped on Raw and Thunder. <laughs> Folks, this is a legit conversation we had <laughs> literally
1: hours before recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a legit conversation. <laughs> Do you know how hard oh. I groaned when I was looking through stuff and I saw Backlash was this Sunday?
0: Why is Backlash this Sunday? That's the better question. <laughs> Why is it?
1: Well, did you see the card? This shit is necessary for television.
0: Well, I know for sure that they have the greatest wrestling match ever, so, I mean, come on. That's money, Sonny.
1: Yeah, if they got the greatest wrestling match ever, we've got the greatest podcast ever, and one of those is a damn true statement.
0: Yeah, and it's it's probably the latter, not the former. <laughs> And bringing it up, I think we're going to bust right into this week in pro wrestling history. Wow, that's a, it. snap it to it. Based June 13, 1993, WWF presented the first ever King of the Ring pay-per-view from the
1: Nutter Center.
0: The, you got to say that without giggling. It's rough, but you got <laughs> it. Found in Dayton, Ohio. It was actually the seventh King of the Ring tournament but the first on pay-per-view. In fact, the tournament dates back to 1985. We'll probably throw a few of those into the uh, this week in pro wrestling history. But it's also the first new pay-per-view for the WWF since 1989 when they introduced the Royal Rumble. So they've gone a good four years just having the big four. And this one split that up into a, a five. And they would move on to, as we discussed last week, In Your House monthly pay-per-views yes about 6,500 people were in attendance with 245,000 homes watching on pay-per-view the show's hook was of course the king of the ring tournament where the quarterfinals semifinals and finals would take place which was different from some years where just the finals would take place or sometimes they would just use the king of the ring name and never have a tournament at all We'll open it up with a pre-show dark match which seen uh, Papa Shango defeat Owen Hart to retain the USWA Unified World Heavyweight Championship. I only include this one because I loved the Papa Shango character. I loved Owen Hart's in-ring work. And the USWA just probably doesn't get enough love, so I I kept that in there. Fuck y'all. King of the Ring quarterfinals. Bret Hart defeated Razor Ramon. Mr. Perfect defeated Mr. Hughes. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! And Tatanka fought Lex Luger to a 15-minute time law. As As a result, both men were eliminated. That's right, folks. They would not let the Native American even buy into the tournament, it said. King of the Ring semifinals. Bret Hart defeated Mr. Perfect in a goddamn perfect match. Bam Bam Bigelow received a buy into the finals with Tatanka and Lex Luger having a time limit draw, double elimination, as I mentioned earlier. And the final scene, Bret Hart defeat a a a, uh, um, a not-exhausted Bam Bam Bigelow who had had a bye to actually win the King of the Ring tournament. That's right, Bret Hart fought all of his matches. Bam Bam did not have to. Other non-tournament bouts included Shawn Michaels defeating Crush also known as Brian Adams to retain the WWF intercontinental championship and Yokozuna defeated Hulk Hogan to win the world wrestling federation championship. Because back in these days, folks at the end of a pay-per-view Hogan must pose.
1: Ah, sounds like a good one. It just bothers me that the, the King of the ring it's, it's such a prestigious thing. And then they just, take it away and randomly bring it back it should be like a set schedule there should be like you know every four years or something
0: well and lately the people who have won it have just gone to shit i mean king barrett didn't do a fucking thing although i would uh recommend watching him on nwa um who else was the last few king of the rings that's the last one i can even think of most
1: recent is king corbin
0: no, was... oh, yeah, look what happened there.
1: He got, ate a bunch Double of dog food with Roman Reigns. Hoo-wee.
0: Yeah, exactly. The King of the Ring has become a joke.
1: Yeah, I mean, it always was from when I started watching anyway.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I mean, Kurt if you Angle think about it.
1: Booker T Booker T held it the what? best,
0: though. Kurt Angle and Booker T, you're calling jokes? <laughs> what the, those are two of them. Best fucking pro wrestlers in, in modern good, history. Yes, but and you think they're they're they King were of the Ring, for winning and it?
1: King of the Ring reigns were fucking not great. I don't think it hurt Kurt Angle
0: or Booker T. I'm just going to go out on a limb there and say that. I will say that, obviously, uh, King of the Ring made Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the infamous King of the Ring that he won, uh, 95, I believe, which Hunter was supposed to win, but he ended up getting um, pushed out because of another incident we've recently talked about on This Week in Pro Wrestling History, the curtain call. And he got shamed for that, so he was supposed to win King of the Ring. He got thrown out. Uh, Steve Austin won it. Busted out a promo with uh, Michael Hayes, then known as um, Doc Hendricks. Hello, Doc Hendrix. First name Doc, after the uh, the band leader in the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Doc, I can't even think of Doc's name, but that's where the first name came from. Of course, last name Hendrix, Jimmy Hendrix. Obviously. Um, and Stone Cold said that uh, so you can thumb. He, he beat uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, who was going through a religious theme in his life, personally and on a stage, which. It's kind of laughable because we all know what's happened after that, but now he's in a much better place today, so it's good. But at the time, it was, ha-ha, fuck you. He was snorting coke and banging hookers in the ass, let's just be honest. But he said, you can thump your Bible and say your John 316's all you want, but Stone Cold Steve Austin 316 said, I just whooped your ass. And the very next day on Raw, there was Austin 316 signs everywhere, and then... The next week, they came out with Austin 316 shirts and they became the best selling pro wrestling merchandise for two years.
1: Yep, I had one of those.
0: And propelled him to the stratosphere as the best. Since Hogan, um, maybe ever. Definitely sold, you know, any, any way you look at it, King of the Ring had been prestigious at one time. I guess that's what I was trying to get to with that long winded talk. <laughs> ah. Sometimes sometimes I shouldn't know as much as I know.
1: It's good. It's good. You're a wealth of knowledge and I'm just a waste of space.
0: No, no, no. You have the opinions. I can just I can just read textbook shit. For all folks, know, I'm just sitting here on fucking Wikipedia reading all this shit. He, he right is now. Wikipedia.
1: He's a robot. He's a computer. <laughs> that's, that's what this is. The truth is out there, folks. The veil has been lifted.
0: That's why we're such a. That's why we're such a great team, though, Pasty. Because you have such an amazing, such an amazing perspective and opinion on things, and I can throw out the information, and we can sometimes that, that leads us to fight, but that's also fun. We yeah. argue. We yeah. love each other. But also sometimes it leads us to uh, learn new things about each other and sometimes change both of our opinions. So it's an amazing thing.
1: Yes, it is. Seems like as good a time as any to check in with our good old friend, Token, J.R.R.
0: And he knew better than anybody else in the world who he could work the best with. And, And Hogan wasn't on that list. And so, uh, and and maybe Steve Steve could be wrong, too. I'm not saying that that Hogan and and Austin could have a good match. I mean, my God, look at the match that that Rock had at WrestleMania 18 with The Rock. Yeah. uh, I'm drinking my screwdriver this morning. (laughs) The Rock versus The Rock. I mean, let's be honest. The Rock versus The Rock would tear any house down. Hello. Yes. He's not wrong there.
1: Can it be like the people's champion rock versus the rock we all hated?
0: I think I think it could be. I think like, it could be um it could be poofy I hair rock match. versus You know, those uh having those screwdrivers at that time of day. I don't I mean Pasty and I know from experience, when you when you start pouring into the drinks during your podcast, the podcast can change over time. At least JR admitted it.
1: Yeah, hey, he caught himself real quick. Conrad didn't even have to step in.
0: No, he didn't. He's just like, oh, I'm, on the,
1: uh, I'm on the screwdrivers this morning. Yeah, he didn't even try to correct himself. He just blamed the alcohol.
0: Oh, like a true lush, you know. <laughs> I feel like at this time in life, J.R., he, either, he just goes to work. And when he's not at work, he goes home, he drinks, he barbecues, and he fucks random women. From what we've heard on this token J.R.R., that's basically his life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad life, Uh, especially when you think of how much he's getting paid to do that. Much more than you and I combined, pasty. Right. His outlook
1: outlook as an announcer and a podcaster in general should just be, you know, you've listened to me for 30 years. You know what I'm trying to say, so I'm just going to say whatever falls out.
0: I think that's basically (laughs) what it is. I think that's where he's at in his life. He's just like, it doesn't matter what I want to say. What matters is I'm fucking here and I'm collecting a paycheck, and that's literally all you want from me. <laughs> it's like Hogan, you know. Make no bones about it. If Hogan shows up on anybody's show, I'm marking out. I don't care if he just walks in there. All that WrestleMania where him Rock and Stone Cold just drank beers yeah. and he called the, the fucking Silver Dome the uh, Superdome or, yeah. or vice versa. No, yeah, he called the Silver Dome the Superdome. That's what it was. I was marking for that. That was one of my. That's still one of my favorite WrestleMania memories of all time. Yeah, that was didn't also, do a- wasn't that
1: the thing. same as the Rock flamethrower? Like, that was that same shit, I'm pretty sure.
0: No, that was a different one, because Rock didn't come out to a flamethrower for that one. That, that was all Rock, and that one is not one of my favorites. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's like, yeah, I think JR has that status where it's just like, hey, I'm showing up. Right? Love me.
1: Here's the script. Say any of these words in whatever order you want to. It'll be fine.
0: And at whatever time we no longer love him, I suppose his uh, income will will show that. So I would assume at this time we're still loving him.
1: <laughs> I mean, he eats up space on our podcast each and every week. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking love him. Uh, talk about I didn't... eating up space, Fat Mac. No, if you want to. Keep going.
0: I, the only thing I want to say is I, I did give him credit. I was listening to his most recent podcast, and he was talking about uh, Jim Cornette, who's been shitting on everything AEW lately. And and he went out of his way to say, Jim Cornette, everybody says he's burning all these bridges. Jim Cornette's never burnt a single bridge with me. I love Jim Cornette. I'll back Jim Cornette forever. I don't agree with everything he says. But I love Jim Cornette, and there's no burnt bridges between us. I thought that was pretty awesome of him, while Jim Cornette shitting on his livelihood. <laughs> I, I, I thought that's awesome, you know. Yeah. Good for him for just looking at Jim Cornette as the person he is.
1: Woo. Now you can go ahead. All right. It's time for NXT TakeOver in Your House results. God, that was such a better setup before.
0: <laughs> it was. It really was. I'm sorry. Blame it on Jim Ross. Send your Twitch tweets to J.R.R. or J.R. Barbecue. I want to say J.R.R. <laughs> Send it to J.R. Barbecue. Uh, hate tweets for fucking up our goddamn podcast. Tell him how much better our podcast is than his, too. <laughs> Tell Conrad
1: Conrad he should come come hang out with the cool kids. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he's he's wasting his time with the Jim Rosses and Bruce Pritchards and Eric Bischoffs and Arne Andersons of the world. Should be hanging out with Pasty and Mac. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That'll
0: get him clicks.
1: So last week we were in your speakers for Sunday's In Your House. Woo-hoo. Um, This was an NXT TakeOver, I guess.
0: Uh, by name only. I would say, Pasty, by name only. Let's be the honest. The spirit's
1: not there without the fans. That's, I think I think it probably affects NXT more than anything. Because NXT would... TakeOvers are something you can watch without knowing anything and still get the whole experience.
0: See, that's where I think New Japan was smart. New Japan is so... Well, no, they aren't even really about the fans, so maybe right. I'm wrong the about The fans that, are so
1: quiet in Japan most of the time. Is <laughs> true.
0: But uh, NXT... Yeah, maybe Ring of Honor would be the other one, I would say, which is smart for not running shows, because NXT needs the fans. They, they really do. And, and it really was obvious in this show. And I... I tried to put my gra- my grades on a little bit of a curve, but I know for a fact that no fans heard it.
1: Yeah. Just did. Yep. Even just having what people you had around the ringside, like it's it wasn't enough. It didn't do it. And a lot of these matches, I feel like the performers who are so used to feeding off that crowd energy didn't have anything to feed off of. Oh,
0: and I suppose yeah. this is the best time to uh, – bring up the fact that MVP got fucking chastised and actually had to redo a promo because he called the people at ringside NXT superstars, but they're really just, um, performance center trainees. Oh, way to make them feel like shit. They literally had to watch him redo the promo saying that they're nothing but shit. These are not
1: people. Don't don't reference these things as people. (laughs) They're not real people. Soylent Green is not people. (laughs) You'll never amount to anything. Just... (laughs) We need people to sweat in our gym. That's all you're here for. We gotta point that out because that's that's
0: very Kevin Dunnish, and yeah. and it might have come from Vince McMahon, and I'm not doubting it came from Vince McMahon, but nonetheless, it's very both Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunnish, and it's bullshit. Okay, they can be if they're fucking coming on their days off to sit in a fucking plexiglass plexiglass box and cheer your stupid fucking ass. And I'm not saying that to MVP. I love MVP, right. and I, I wish the best for him, but don't demean them
1: no fuck call them future wwe superstars Call them future
0: wwe champions every <laughs> one of you can be a future wwe champion
1: they all get participation trophies in the crowd
0: you know i mean anybody can get the 24 7 title <laughs>
1: a shit. we didn't say which championship yeah exactly uh, uh... Uh, okay,
0: we're going to start this out, Pacy with a six-woman tag team. We got Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox defeating Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez.
1: Yes. This uh, its not the start to a takeover I was used to. No. As soon as it started, I felt like it was very one-sided. And it wasn't the side that I picked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pay-per-view starts out shitty.
1: I I hope for good things for Raquel. Raquel I did it again. Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's she's big. She's badass. She's got a lot that she can do. I just hope she doesn't get called to the main roster too soon and they just jacks her again. Right. Um I don't have a whole lot to say about this match because I was like, this um, should have just been on NXT.
0: This is honestly, this is probably the worst match of the night and it has nothing to do with the, the six contenders. A
1: strong contender for that. But yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I, yeah. I,
0: the, the, it was fast paced. It was lots of fun. That was great but it felt like they never spent enough time on any of the individual feuds. It's like everybody had their own moments to shine, but there wasn't any in-ring psychology in storytelling. And I say it every time we have a uh, pay-per-view review, you, you're going to know that's my thing. I want storytelling in the ring. That's what I love. The multi-person spots, they looked good, especially when... Uh, Knox took out everyone with a senton from the top turnbuckle. That was cool. I liked it. Yeah. This was decent, but it just it it, it shouldn't have been here. It either should have been yeah, a pre-show yeah, match Candace or, or
1: LaRay Le- fighting to the back and like removing themselves from the match was really lame.
0: Yeah, and and, and, and obviously I don't know that's how I continue. feel about
1: LaRay's demon fairy gimmick. Thing she's got going on here yeah
0: obviously that's continuing the uh LeRae. Ray, and and I love that that is a storyline and I think that yeah. as I think that that's a great one to go off of and grow
1: I did like how it tied uh, in with the the league organo match that we'll talk about but uh yeah no, i i just thought that was real lame
0: it was it was this this whole match was lame it shouldn't have been here it should have been pre-show or NXT or not happened.
1: Tegan Knox doesn't have a good choke slam either. Sorry.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: Uh. <laughs> give give Gonzalez that choke slam. She's got the size where it would actually make some kind of effect.
0: For sure. I I I think she's going places. And like yeah. you said, I hope they I hope they keep her down there for a year at least and let her just Get used to the WWE style because and we maybe, don't want a Nia Jaxer, as as you said. Yeah.
1: Just let you learn. And maybe it's because I didn't follow her on the Indies, but can you explain to me how she can be called Lady Kane, Tegan Knox? It doesn't I don't see any kind of anything comparable, I guess.
0: That no, that I have nothing to go off of. In all so honesty, dumb.
1: and then and then he's like mayor of Knoxville, <laughs> and she's Tegan Knox, and it's like, what is what is going on here? Really,
0: I'm guessing that. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing that's the only connection they have. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, maybe I, he's fucking her. I'm there. just. I'm so. And dumb. Good, and good maybe for, I should uh, watch Pan, NXT, or,
1: but. It's, yeah, good.
0: Good for Glenn Jacobs if he's fucking her. I mean, I'm down with that. Uh, Actually, good for Tegan Knox too. Glenn's gotta have a uh, uh, quite the uh, quite the old mushroom down there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, the guy's uh, face, guy's face look like that, he usually got something real nice.
0: I'm telling you, I think we can move on.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. We probably dwelled on this match already longer than it deserved. Um, I just, I have some questions and concerns and I just, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And it just doesn't sit right with me. And then yeah, Tegan for the win with the choke slam. I was like, that's really fucking dumb. Uh, then moving on a really strong contender for one of the best matches of the night, Finn Balor defeating Damian Priest in a match that felt like they were going after something tangible, like a championship for this to be their first uh interaction or or real big interaction on a on a on a higher platform if you could call this that um this this was really good and i'm looking forward to the future of this rivalry and hopefully it builds out just how we predicted it last week
0: yeah i mean both men are super talented um but i think the biggest thing to me that that shined in here was they don't have a lot of chemistry. I didn't think they had a lot of chemistry together. I don't think they've worked a lot together, um, and maybe maybe they have, but I don't. I don't know. It didn't. It was good. It just to me didn't gel the way I thought it would do. They did a good job making sure that Priest looked like he should have won. And uh, he's not going to lose any momentum after this, I don't think. I think he's still a badass, and I don't think this hurt him. But this does seem like this is just continuing the feud, which isn't a bad thing.
1: I will say at the Uh, end of the match, I really loved Finn Balor holding the guns up and then him firing the arrow back and sitting in the ring corner, like, defeated. I I like that visual of, like, the guns versus the arrow. Somebody's going to die.
0: Yeah, I... (laughs) To me, I want to see Balor go for the NXT title, and I want to see Damian Priest go for the North American Championship. I just, um, if, if this match was anything to show, it wasn't bad, but again, I thought it was filler. I think there's a lot of filler in this pay-per-view, which is sad.
1: For me, this was a better cl- palette. It, it cleansed my palette from the first match, which wasn't that great.
0: No, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I, this, I don't this amped me up a little bit more. It,
1: it probably, in hindsight, not the best match on the card. I don't think it, maybe top three, but yeah, uh,
0: I think they could go their own. I, I think they should go separate ways though. I think Balor should go towards the NXT title, and I think that uh, uh, Damian Priest, if you will, should go for the North American Championship. Yeah. Punishment Martinez. I still think of him as Punishment (laughs) um, Martina. He's not ready for the NXT championship, and Finn Balor's a former champion. I I just, to me, they they don't belong together. And this, to me, this match, they just didn't, they weren't bad, they just didn't gel, I thought. That's all I got to say. That's just a perspective thing in our opinion, you know what I mean, more than anything. I can't write down exactly what moves didn't work for me, but I just didn't think they gelled. So then Then we go to a North American championship. Keith Lee yes. retained his title against Johnny Gargano.
1: I like Johnny Gargano as a heel. I, I liked his entrance where like he came out of the door and like this is my house and like that that was cool and he didn't have to say this is my house it was super nice um yeah no i never i never really anticipated liking or or even johnny being a heel but he's fucking good at it i guess
0: he can do it all can't he
1: (laughs) his wife probably can't
0: (laughs) i've been singing his fucking praises forever and i'm telling you folks since uh Gosh, it's two thousand six, two thousand seven. Johnny Gargano can do it, fucking all. This was this was a great match, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: a great. Both guys Um, left looking better than when they came in. I feel.
1: Yeah, definitely. Keith Lee is just amazing on so many levels. Um, do you talk about Johnny Gargano can do it all? I mean, try doing as much as Keith Lee at his weight and size. That's insane. Uh, Oh, do right. A a definitely deserved champion. I'm so glad he retained. Um, yeah, I don't know what you got to say about it.
0: Um, my first, my first big note is technical precision from both men. They were on it. They were completely fucking on it. And the and I'll admit they 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 went to the hold and they went to the uh, standby moves a little bit, but I think they completely made up for that with amazing storytelling and consistency. And that's my that's my key fucking word. I use it all the goddamn time. But that's just because I love it. I thought the storytelling was awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: few of their moves ever fucking missed. Like I didn't see a single mistake in this match. Everything to me was crisp, was clean. Uh, I think they could have went a little harder, faster, possibly. But I also think that if they'd done that, it might have ended up being sloppy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think the restraint was where it was supposed to be. Uh, that's not to say they didn't do anything exciting. It was awesome. Both men hit awesome moves and got big pops from the few people that were there, this was the match I think I noticed the, the fucking Pops and, and the, the fans or whatever you want to call them, more than anything, they they just didn't rely on, on just their maneuvers to tell a story. They really took old school wrestling, chain wrestling, uh, not so much of the high flying, but power moves, I would say, and, yeah. and they melted it all into... A story, it had a beginning, a middle, and a fucking end. I thought it was awesome. They gave him 20 minutes to do this match, which, it that was the perfect time. Uh, 18 would have been too few, 22 probably would have been too much. I think it was perfect. This match... Uh, this match got an A for me, and it was going to be an A+, plus and then when I looked at the another match coming up that they gave an A plus two. I, I thought they were on different levels. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love it. I mean, this is a match I'm going to rewatch. This yeah, is a match. Definitely. So, oh, oh, I was orgasming. Orgasming. Moaning.
1: Uh, Keith Lee, I'm glad, glad he still has it. Uh, looking forward to who's next. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we had the NXT Championship backlot brawl. Seeing Adam Cole, baby, defeating Velveteen Dream. Let me just say, I was
0: surprised, though, Pasty, that this did not end the pay-per-view. But retrospectively, I'm super glad this didn't end the pay-per-view. Does that Mm. make sense?
1: Oh, yeah. I think my grade would drop probably further if it would have been at the end. Um, I was actually very surprised to see that the women got to cap it off, and that was probably the cherry on top. Right. Um, This match just... Adam Cole came in with a big monster truck and his boys, and it was fucking badass. Velveteen Dream came in in a Lamborghini, and it was kind of cool. Not... (laughs) Not...
0: A red Corvette. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Come on. With all the Prince influences and everything, a little red Corvette. And and Maro, the worst part is Maro called it out, and I I don't even know whether I would have thought about it or not, but I love Maro for being that announcer who doesn't just suck um, Kevin Dunn's cock, and he was just like, he's coming out to a Lamborghini. I would have thought a little red Corvette would be more poignant for him, but he's coming out in a Lamborghini, and it was like, as soon as he said that, I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. The Lamborghini looks like shit now. I think you should have come out in a little red Corvette. Yeah. With Prince playing. I don't care if you only pay for it just that fucking night and all the replays. You never play it again. <laughs> They you should have used have that stock
1: metal music they used for Undertaker's riding <laughs> right. away in the motorcycle.
0: Yeah, it's like you should have just fucking Little Red Corvette. It's obvious!
1: It would have been badass.
0: Even if you don't play the music or even acknowledge Prince, it's obvious. Just just do it. Just get the fucking car. It's cheaper than a Lamborghini.
1: Yeah. No, but first and foremost, I think it was pretty obvious early on in the match that this uh, a pre-taped action-movie-type match, hardcore match. It's a match. cinematic it's not,
0: match, as they call them. It's
1: not Velveteen Dream's wheelhouse. He felt very no. out of place here. Um, Honestly, most of my complaints about this match are on his end, and that bothers that me a sad? lot. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that's yeah. super had. yeah that's i think that's why i'm extra salty about and it's,
0: it and it's no fault of his this <laughs> no, is not his fault no he is good at what he does live in the ring
1: yeah, right yeah yeah but he needs and, to be able um, to turn up a little bit more like i think xavier woods i mean not to just throw another black wrestler in there but xavier woods has like more of a edgy like you know get into a street fight kind of appeal Whereas Velveteen Dream is very, like, silky, velvety, laid back. He's almost Orange Cassidy when it comes to, like, cutting a promo. But not necessarily in the ring. See, I
0: I almost think it's even less than that. I think it's more of some people are meant to be actors and some people are not. And you look at a rock or you look at just, just other people who have become actors and they have it. And some people, and I'll put it right out here, folks, even though I suck his dick to the day I die, Hulk Hogan, amazing talent in the ring, was not meant to be an actor. He is a wrestler while acting, and it doesn't work. Rock learned how to be an actor without being his wrestler, you know, alter ego, so, and I think that's true for Velveteen Dream on here. I don't think his acting worked, but I think if you would have had him do a five minute promo in the ring, he would have tore the house down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if it would have been a match in the ring, I think it would have been far better. Um, no, but this, you know, he came out with a baseball bat, and and, and undisputed Air is like, oh, you got a bat? Throw it away. I'm not coming out. Till you throw the bat away because I'm afraid. We well, came out because well, we got a came truck out. full of chairs that we're going to use in about ten minutes. He came
0: out Negan, didn't he? And I don't, I don't watch the uh, Walking Dead, but he, he did the Negan thing. Isn't, isn't that right?
1: I, I don't watch the Walking Are you Dead either. Completely. I, don't well, I don't watch it either, <laughs>
0: but I know fucking Negan. It's a pop culture. Wasn't his thing.
1: head like on a spiked bat or some shit i don't know negan yeah when he died Negan.
0: well negan had a barbed wire bat and a fucking leather coat and a red handkerchief
1: yeah okay that's okay
0: see i don't know my mindset kept going back
1: to warriors with his his outfit and i was like you're not We're acting not like players. warriors. It's like,
0: <laughs> to be honest, I would have popped way more yeah, for warriors. Yeah, we to yeah. come out as the baseball guys with the fucking face paint and everything. I'd have been all over that shit. And Velveteen Dream's bat was warriors, not
1: barbed man. wired. Let's get that point across. It was just a bat. And Adam Cole's like I'm not coming out till you get rid of that thing. And then Velveteen Dream's like, fine, I'll get rid of that thing. And then Cole runs into a car, and Dream picks the bat back up, and he does the worst car beat up scene I've ever seen a wrestler oh my do God. in my life.
0: I could not fucking believe it. Why are you pulling your hips on that
1: car? He's oh, like he just sucked. tapping Jesus. it. <laughs>
0: like, it was shitty. It was fucking shitty. But I do want to say something, Pasty, and thank you for pointing this out. I think this is kind of one of those uh, uh, Mandela effect things. I thought because he was dressed the way he was, I thought he had a barbed wire bat. But <laughs> like my memory tells me he had a barbed wire bat. Like, I'm watching him hit that car with a barbed wire bat. But you're saying it wasn't, right?
1: I don't think there was any
0: barbed oh, I, wire I, at all. I believe you 100% because that's, that's how the human mind works. Um, so, wow, that's huge. That's a breakthrough right here on our show. I just, Mandela affected fucking uh the, the nxt in your house so that's badass but you're right he i was watching it saying this is the shittiest beat down of a car i've ever seen
1: it's not even a nice car like uh...
0: i've literally beat down cars worse than he did i literally went to jail for beating down cars worse than he did
1: and then literally After watching that, I don't think there was really any bouncing back for me. Like, Dream, I had high hopes for, even in this match, which I automatically didn't think he was at home in. I still, and then when he started, like, not showing up, I was like, this is really bad, really bad. And it's not. Adam Cole, I probably don't have any, well, a few, but whatever. Him hiding in the car like a bitch. But that's a heel move. I get that. Um, Yeah.
0: And it was to set up an angle. Yeah, you know, I I just I just now changed my grade of that match from a B to a B minus from you because <laughs> I agree I agree with you. You're you're telling me things I kind of Mandela
1: affected, myself.
0: but I do want to say this. I do want to say my analysis because my analysis I wrote while I was watching it, and I agree with. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: and I this, think it's important it was, to go through this in order. So
0: this is what I want to see in a cinematic match. They knew the focus was wrestling, and they added a few cinematic ha ha's, like the all the doors are locked except one. Oh, it's got a fire extinguisher. Do, 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 do. But this is a wrestling match that was pre recorded, and I loved it. Great use of the environment, great use of the ring, which is a big negative, I think, from the last one we talked about the stadium stampede. They squandered that, where this match at least, actually, when I seen the ring, the first thing I thought was, oh, fuck, Stadium Stampede again, because I didn't picture a ring in a backlot brawl. <laughs> That's stupid. I've seen WWE and WCW both do back backlot brawls. WCW did a hardcore one. WWE did Roddy Piper and Goldust. None of them had a fucking ring. I didn't know why there was a ring there. But I thought they actually used the ring, and the ref made it clear from the beginning they had to be in the ring. So I was like, okay. I still, personally, I wish there wasn't a ring, and I just wish it would have just been what it was. But they did use the ring. They made it clear the ring was important. The ring was the only way to win. So yeah. I, to me, that's what Stadium Stampede should have done. They either should have said it has to be in the ring or don't use a ring. So at least there was a purpose for the ring. Um, I did knock it down one one grade, Pasty, because you brought up some good points. There was a lot of negatives here, and there was a lot of positives. It's a pretty middle-of-the-road thing for the cinematic universe, which we're all still all getting used to. Every wrestling company, every fan, we're all getting used to it. Thank heavens. Matt Hardy and impact wrestling introduced it to us before this happened. Yeah. Cause what the fuck if that had, think about this pasty. If we had never had this cinematic sort of deal, would any of these companies be doing this shit?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: We don't, we, we don't know. I, I, we don't know, but I would assume no. I don't <laughs> think that there's that many people with the creative minds of Matt Hardy that would have said, Oh shit, we can just, we can just make these movies.
1: Right. Hello. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Without Matt Hardy, every company would have their own Carneyland right now. And while Carneyland is okay, I don't want to watch it, you know, seven days a week from 20 different <laughs> companies.
0: Uh, correct. I can only watch uh, so many of their things, although Carneyland has been very fun yeah um on to the next match pasty unless you got more on this well
1: well we didn't talk about you know i you know i said i had complaints about dream mostly cole i didn't like after he went through the car windshield that he like was there for six minutes trying to figure out what he's supposed to do like oh the glass is broken it's in my arm i have blood what what What? what, what? am i just supposed to sit here <laughs>
0: right and, and an obvious blood job i mean they yeah. added blood to him which
1: yeah which that it's, it's a cinematic. It makes cinematic. sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can ride with that, but the whole him sitting there while they unloaded a hundred chairs from the back of the truck. God, I am so sick of seeing a hundred chairs thrown into a wrestling ring.
0: And it just wasn't, it wasn't used good enough. No. You could have done the same thing with one fucking chair. Yeah, I I agree with you. This is an ECW where all the fans are literally throwing their own chairs in there to get it done. To top it off, I I still don't know how
1: I feel about the set, the flat fucking building fronts that obviously had no 3D depth to them. Like, was this even held outside of the WWE Performance Center or did you just build this set inside of there and shut the lights off?
0: I, I I agree with that also. It was an obvious set piece, but um, I I can get with I the holiness of it that. Yeah, I thought it personally worked with the uh, cinematic, but we're putting the cinematic on the back burner because it that really wasn't a focus. It was really only one small
1: part of the scene. Yeah, it was one door, <laughs> one one door, and yeah, like, uh...
0: yeah, it was like what f- three and a half, four minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: I want those like I'm metal okay with stairs that. with balconies going up the side of the building, and somebody to jump <laughs> off one of those or something. You know, I just and there wasn't enough to do with all the cars that were sitting there, and then and then they started to show that it was like the the people who were standing around ringside for the pay per view are the people who are sitting in their cars for the match, and I'm like, what
0: the fuck? <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm gonna play I'm gonna play dual devils advocates. I'm okay. gonna double up, and I'm gonna explain both sides of one of your complaints right now. First of all, pasty for them to make more use of the environment they literally have to destroy multiple cars which literally costs a lot of money.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, now I'm going to go other devil's advocate and say it's a fucking parking lot brawl they should have bought a lot of cheap fucking cars and just brought them in to be fucking demolished. Mm. So, so I'm
1: well, Oddly, I was down I'm at looking the protest, and I know, I know there was quite a few people who volunteered their own cars to be lit on fire when that shit started. So, yeah, just ask people some people. Ask some people. people. You got some shit
0: their, their cars to be lit on fire for Dream and fucking uh, coal. I don't think that's happened. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to play dual levels advocate. I mean, it's it's wrong both ways. It yeah. and that's wrong both ways. So, to me, that's a wash.
1: Yeah, and I didn't like that it got to be undisputed Era versus Velveteen Dream and then Velveteen Dream had that one weird guy come and shove him in a trunk and drive away. I just hey, no, hey, 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 I, I I Dreams never put a bad taste in my mouth until this match and I just think it's gonna forever tarnish that match in my mind
0: yeah, it wasn't his fault pasty let's move on to the next match because that will leave a bad taste in your mouth
1: oh man yeah and i was looking for something good after the last match but then and cross defeated Tommaso champa by technical submission in six minutes and 13 seconds i actually had to watch this match three times to find out what the fuck was going on because i'd get distracted for a second and it'd be over what did you do to my champa why is he a jobber carrying cross ain't that good uh and to to be fully honest
0: i was making supper for four kids and i really didn't catch really to be honest as far as paying attention i didn't pay attention to any of this this match so (laughs) sorry i i don't know a fucking thing this is on you pasty
1: yeah, that's that's basically all. I had. You know, it started out carrying and Cross beating the shit out of Champa. Champa looks like he's gonna make a comeback. Karrion and Cross beats the shit out of him some more and gets him in a chokehold and passes him out. Uh, it's like you just made a punk out of one of my favorite wrestlers and send him to the main roster. Now he's a little bitch. You know, <laughs> it's it's dumb. It's dumb. I didn't like this match. Like I said, I had to watch it three times because it was over that fast. It I'm sad just, that you watched it three times. I'm sad I watched it three times it because I heard it every time. time you I just heard fucking it. Stopped.
0: <laughs> what is wrong with you, you masochist?
1: <laughs> I feel so bad for Ciampa. And I'm sure maybe he wanted to do this, but I, I feel like he should have got some more offense in. Uh, this wasn't that long of an event. I don't see why he had to be squashed in six minutes. And it's just. It's fucking dumb, and now Karrion Cross is going after Adam Cole for for the NXT Championship. So,
0: yeah, that's uh, and, and sadly he's probably gonna yeah. be the one to beat him for it. Which yeah, is not my. I, I mean, I'm, people listening to this know I've I've never been a big Killer Cross guy. I've just never have, and, no, and no. Karrion Kross Cross is not any different. He's not bad. He's just a good. He's a mid. He's a good mid card monster. If you got small
1: guys, I don't like the plot. faces he makes. <laughs> well then, I am, however, looking forward to Damian Priest, Keith Lee, and Karrion Cross in a triple threat match. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, that could be interesting. Could be. You know, to, to usher in an era of giants in NXT, I think. I think it's okay. But why would you have to punk Champa? There's so many people on NXT who never even get to see a takeover. Why couldn't it have been anybody else?
0: Yeah. Um, I think we just move on, pasty.
1: Yeah, I've, I've probably given it more time than they did. Um,
0: you did. <laughs> NXT Women's Championship three-way. Io Shirai ended up defying the odds by beating champion Charlotte Flair and former champion Rhea Ripley to become... Sorry, there was a gnat and I swatted it up. To become her first time NXT Women's Champion. Oh, wow, wow, wubsy, I guess, was a TV show.
1: Yeah. You know... And, uh, I said it. Going into this match, I was very surprised to see it at the at the helm of the night. didn't expect that. No, um... I guess it's the perfect turnaround from the last two matches because this match far surpassed my, my, my idea of what it could be. Um, mostly because you told me Io Shirai was injured and you totally fucked me. We could have tied this one. Oh, I'm I'm
0: sorry. I'm just, I'm being an (laughs)
1: internet. You knew I was going to get it. You fucking,
0: I didn't think she would you win. I didn't me pick her. I picked Charlotte. I picked Charlotte. I'm sorry. Neither one of us got a point on this. <laughs> God damn it.
1: Uh, like I, I think we got a point like I or I two just for watching this. This was fun. This was uh, a lot of one-on-one action with people in and out constantly. Um, Charlotte Flair started out just as she should. Oh you guys fight. I'm going out here. It's, it's exactly what I had said she was going to do. And, uh, it's pretty much what happened. It was, it was fun though. This was a very fun match. Um, the most energy of the entire night by far of any match. For sure. I gave this an
0: A plus grade and I, I can be picky at times so that that might be a good thing. I think WWE was smart to put this at the end because it really, to me, ended up being the most exciting performance of the night.
1: When it was at the end, I was like, "God damn it, Shirai's winning this!" As soon as it started, I'm like, <laughs> "Oh fuck!"
0: <laughs> Shirai Ripley, and Charlotte they had really great chemistry, yeah. and, and they complemented each other, and it allowed them to put together a, a fun, a fun match. Like you said, everybody kept switching out into these one on one matches, and. For anybody who listens to this and thinks I'm a Charlotte hater, Charlotte reminded me why so many of you love her so much.
1: Mm-hmm. An asterisk including, that was saying, including me on most get days. Really,
0: I'm gonna asterisk with that saying that she was the least of the three in this, mm-hmm. but she didn't hold a single person back. The way I look at it is that Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley were two awesome stakes and Charlotte definitely added the salt and pepper to them. Yes. She added the seasoning. They had they had the steak, she had the sizzle, and it was awesome. Despite Ripley and Charlotte having this this good rivalry that went back to WrestleMania, as Pasty pointed out last week, Shirai never at any point felt like the odd woman out, and I felt like that was going to be the case, especially with her quote-unquote injury. In fact, I would dare say that she's shown brightest of all. Yeah. And I'm going to say this right now. I think this is why this is the best placement for this. Seeing Io Shirai take her rightful place atop the NXT women's division was the only way to end the show. This yes. is, you know, WrestleMania loves to end with the baby face standing tall and Io Shirai ended with, her, this is her Daniel Bryan moment, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I think so. It would have been better with more people in the crowd. But, yeah, yeah. I oh,
0: get that. oh, 100%. Every match um, would have been better. You know,
1: I was people. really pissed when Charlotte was like, I'm going back to NXT. But now, you know, I definitely see, especially for Rhea specifically, Charlotte has a lot she can impart on Rhea for when yeah, Rhea Bill, goes so to the main roster. Book. Yeah, no, Charlotte she's she's one of the best women's wrestlers in a very long time um as far as wwe goes and, and i won't and say, it that. say it all the time because it's all the nepotism and shit you know what i, I but, won't
0: say that but i will say pacey that she knows the wwe she owns it. way the best yes and that she can teach these women the <sighs> wwe way to make money mm. Maybe not the way to have the best matches, but the way to make the most money. And if this is their career, yeah, and this is where a they're lot going, times where Charlotte
1: Flair was part of the best matches of the night.
0: A handful. If you, go, if you go
1: back into our... a,
0: hand, a handful. I I would say that uh, Bailey, Becky, Oscar. Rhea, even I would say, have much, much more claim to those events. Uh, even your pages and uh, and and whatnot. I, I don't I, think she has a lot of the best matches. the
1: four, four four horsewomen, and Charlotte stands head and shoulders above all of them, including. Oh, I, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, the, the, oh, is, at all. My thing is, that she's she's oh. the seasoning that you can't have with every meal because when I see her on the occasion. I'm always reminded of why she is where she's at. But when I see her week and week and week and just winning, 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 championship, 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 then I get sick of it real fast. Okay,
0: well, she's on three fucking shows and she was on the championship matches, Wayne.
1: So I think we're trying to championship back. We're trying to fucking
0: pickle her, her bean and then say that you don't fucking suck her goddamn cunt. OK, <laughs> it's one or the other. Back the fuck up. Oh, I love her when she's doing this and this and this, and she's not all over the place, but goddamn, let's give her credit. No, she's all over the fucking place, macking the fuck off.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't seen her in a while, so that made it, I don't know. Just because you're not watching WWE,
0: yeah, you exactly. jackass!
1: Exactly, and maybe it's a good oh, thing I'm not. Maybe everybody who has been every watching NXT and every, with and
0: every show, <laughs> she's the only person I know of that's on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and the pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, well, I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure I didn't I didn't watch it or anything, but I'm pretty sure she won the championship from Io Shirai this week. So.
0: And that? Oh, now you're just trying to piss me off. Let's yep. go into the match of the night. You but fucking she's the best. But cocksucker. she's the worst. I'm going with the NXT Women's Championship triple threat match because apparently I'm licking on goddamn Charlotte
1: Flair's <laughs> clit. What do you got? I got to go with damn Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano. I'm
0: glad to see you're sucking Gargano's dick. It makes me happy. No, it's
1: Keith Lee for me, boy.
0: I love that you suck Gargano's dick. Thank you. No. Um... <laughs> Pay per view grade. What do you got, Pasty? I'm
1: going to B minus.
0: I was going to B, but you honestly knocked me down to a, uh, a B minus with the with the Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream. Um, yeah, a B minus. I agree with you, B minus.
1: Yeah,
0: it was a mediocre. It was I wanted a mediocre to go
1: lower, up. but the goods were still. NXT takeover, good. So. Yeah,
0: I I agree. I think that the women's championship and the North American championship prevented it from being a C or C plus. Yeah, should have been, but they prevented it. I I agree with B minus. Good stuff. Yes. So let's move on.
1: Yes, with that other way, it is time for me to say it is time. It's always time. It's Vader time. It's. Time for the Shortage, Sentinel! Woo! Wade Boggs dropped a pretty dope pro-wrestling anecdote this week. Both Boggs and Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, lived in Tampa, and the two Hall of Famers were very close. Boggs told a story about how Mr. Perfect saved his life in a recent Wrestling Inc. interview. Oh, He was my guardian angel. We were on a hunting trip in Iowa, and I got entangled in barbed wire. I was climbing a fence, and thank God he was there because he got me untangled, recalled Boggs. He wound up carrying me a mile on his shoulder as I was bleeding on my right leg. He got me to the hospital, and he took off my pants. And then he basically saved my life because I would have bled to death, probably on that barbed wire... If he hadn't sucked that poison out. (laughs) If he wasn't there. After Mr. Perfect died in 2003, Boggs was the first person that WWE thought of when they wanted to induct Henning into the Hall of Fame. It was very emotional when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for WWE. He said, I had the great honor of having Vince McMahon asking me to do it. And it's one of those memories I will cherish forever. Stated Boggs before being asked what something everyone should know about Hennig. He replied, Probably his selfishness. He would give you the shirt off his back with his generosity towards others. Selfishness. He would give selfless. you
0: selfless. Sh-
1: but it, it says selfishness. It should be selflessness.
0: <laughs> it should be selflessness. It should
1: be. It shouldn't be. It should be. It's not. This is a fucking copy and paste job, all right? He was so selfish. He would give you the shirt off his back and then take your whole house and wife. <laughs> <laughs> he Southwest. could light up a room like nobody else and that was the neat thing. He had it at infectious laugh and I miss him every day. <sighs>
0: I'm sorry that I fucking write these things up because the autocorrect doesn't always work if I put the wrong damn word in. Um, that, that It's awesome. I love that story about him. One thing I want to point out is he got tangled up in barbed wire by climbing a fence. Is he... I can only assume he's going into private property. Yeah. Like, that's... Most people just go to the gate. Well, they were hunting in
1: Iowa. They were probably uh, in a cornfield on the edge of the woods or something. If it's a
0: place you're supposed to be, you usually just go through the gate. So, But still cool. It's great that...
1: Uh... They were hunting cattle.
0: Somebody, <laughs> It's great that somebody as, as, as historical as Wade Boggs has a great story from somebody as historical as Kurt Hennig from two different, um, careers.
1: Yeah. No, after, after, um, after, after watching the, the dark side of wrestling, Chris Benoit. And now that I, I am almost positive that, uh, there was more to Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero's relationship than what people are talking about. I just can't help, but to see wrestling best friends, especially from throwbacks, as (laughs) very, um, you know, road buddies, man. <laughs> Sometimes you got a nut. You never, you never know. <laughs>
0: well, oh. Pasty, moving on from that, MLW announced on Tuesday that they have reached a streaming deal with the international streaming company, Dazen. The DAZN deal does not affect MLW's weekly fusion show on BN Sports, which will continue to air every Saturday, according to the report by PW Insider. Episodes of MLW Fusion, as well as their recent Opera Cup event, are available on DAZEN currently. PW Insider noted that MLW will air weekly as part of DAZEN's regular programming, and DAZEN will carry some of MLW live events when they resume running live shows. While Dazen and WWE reached a multi-year agreement back in 2017 to air on SmackDown on the service in Japan with Japanese commentary, MLW will be the first professional wrestling company to stream the platform in the U.S. So this is kind of huge that MLW has actually uh, garnered a WWE streaming service. And has the at least currently exclusive rights to the U.S.
1: That is pretty cool. WWE is going to do something.
0: They they're going to try. That's yeah. for damn sure. If we know WWE,
1: yeah. throw a fit. Oh boy! So that was the news. Now we can get into the injury report, which is just as short. Ouch. Woo! Elias suffered the tear and broken ribs during the hit-and-run angle with Jeff Hardy two weeks ago on SmackDown. Dave Meltzer of F4WOnline.com now reports the torn pectoral muscle injury is real, and Elias is on the shelf. Dun-dun. It was noted that Elias was written off TV with the angle. Elias defeated King Baron Corbin in a tournament match for the Intercontinental title on May 15th episode of SmackDown. He was to face AJ Styles in the semifinals, but WWE did the hit-and-run angle, and Styles ended up getting a bye. Styles will face Daniel Bryan in the finals for the vacant Intercontinental title on this week's SmackDown. There's no word yet on when Elias will be back, but it was noted that he will likely be out of action for months. Why the fuck isn't that match on Backlash instead?
0: I don't know, but... (laughs) Basically,
1: That's all I... I got from this whole thing. I'm sorry.
0: Casey, can I break k for a second? Sure. So we were just talking about King of the Ring, and I couldn't think of who the fucking latest <laughs> King of the Ring was. And I literally wrote news. this injury report where it said, King Baron is in a tournament match for the intercontinental title. And I didn't fucking remember that.
1: Cocksucker won the King of the ring. He should just join the forgotten sons,
0: huh? Oh, he's forgotten. (laughs) That's sad. That's really sad. Like, Uh, wow. I literally wrote this. Um, wow. Okay. (laughs) I got nothing else to say about this, but I, it took everything in my in my willpower to yeah. not bust out laughing while you read that. Because I was Still, like, I got to save this, please don't.
1: <laughs> Once again, I have to reiterate the question. Why the fuck aren't we getting Styles versus Bryan for the vacant IC championship on Backlash? Why not? It sounds better than anything else. Styles,
0: Bryan, I, that's a match I'll watch in any promotion.
1: Yes. And
0: we'll probably take match of the night they, in any promotion. They, they
1: probably don't want it to overshadow the greatest wrestling match.
0: <laughs> oh, because it is okay. We're we're gonna get there first. I got some sad news, and then we're yeah. gonna zip through the backlash BS because you know if you take A C K L A and H out of backlash, you got BS pasty. <laughs> so that's what we're going with. The legendary Mr. Wrestling 2, Johnny Walker, has passed away on Tuesday in Hawaii, where he lived at the age of 85. Walker, who for WWE, from or WWF, I should say, from 1984 to 1986, <laughs> as a career was winding down, held numerous titles across NWA, Deep South, and... Championship Wrestling from Florida as well as Georgia Championship Wrestling and others. He was inducted into the NWA Hall of Fame in 2012, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2014, and WCW Hall of Fame in 1993. Rest in peace, Mr. Wrestling number two. Yes. That's not the uh, Mr. Wrestling who killed Bruder brosi
1: So is Johnny Wrestling number three? When he grows up,
0: he'll be—he will be—he will be. All Uh, right, this is your shit, Pasty. This is what you. I drug us into this this mess. God damn right you did. Let's just Um, fucking knock
1: it out here. Start at the bottom, work our way up, because I'm assuming that's the way the card's gonna. Well, it's gonna be exactly. And, and from well, what I heard, uh, up to five matches could be added. So this is, you know. Whatever. Yeah, at best.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't fucking think this was a thing. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? I'm fuck like it. old man. Let's, go, I was like let's go top down.
1: Let's go top down because I want to talk some stuff. You want to go the top ne- down? The second match.
0: I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't yeah, it matter
1: because <laughs> right off the bat, they're telling the biggest lie with the greatest wrestling match okay, ever. Oh, wait,
0: wait, wait a second, Pacey. Wait a second, Pacey. Let's. Let's preface this right now, and I'm, I'm just going to go off on me, and I'm going to let you join if you want to. I'm going to go on this saying, I'm not fucking watching this bullshit.
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not. <laughs>
0: okay, so good. We should preface this with, we're not watching this fucking bullshit. We're just predicting what we think the bullshit is going to fucking land on. Yeah. Okay. So now I'll, I'll let you
1: continue. Let the bullshit fly, motherfucker. So we got the greatest wrestling match ever. Edge, ever! Versus, Edge versus Randy Orton, part two. And from what Fat Max said beforehand, they're con- con- contemplating making this one longer than the one at WrestleMania that was really a bunch of old men breathing too much and just dumbness. Um Dumb. And it's probably going to be cinematic. And... I'm sorry they drug back. That I, Edge back. This is the
0: only one pasty that I know of that is pre recorded. Uh, I don't. There might be other ones, but I know this one is pre recorded. So that should be something to mention. I don't know why, but we should.
1: I don't have high hopes for this, but there's some part of me that says maybe WWE is going to hit it with the super tongue in cheek shit, and this is going to be funny as shit. Um, but I. I don't know. I don't hold out high hopes for this. Uh, what are you picking?
0: I'm picking uh, Randy Orton because your fucking why the fuck
1: not? Yeah, Tandy Borton for me too. I mean, Edge won the last one. And then obviously it's going to be a series because... <laughs> Cause that's be... what we
0: want. <laughs> we want more Randy Orton
1: Edge action. I just don't get it though. If this is the greatest wrestling match ever, then the the what the blow off is going to be bullshit. I I just don't. <sighs> yeah.
0: Like nothing there's... of that makes nothing, any
1: sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the. The physical embodiment of just the, what this match is is Velveteen Dream trying to beat up a car with a baseball bat.
0: Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. For that. I like that. Um, next, we have Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I want to talk first because I've been thinking okay. about this, and it's probably the wrong way to think about this, but this is the way Vince thinks about things. You know, it's backlash. It's already got Lashley's name in it, right? Also, the pay-per-view backlash coming after the backlash of George Floyd being murdered by the police. This is just, it's too lined up, and I know Bobby Lashley's got to win this. Even if Galloway gets it right back afterwards, Vince has got to have his Lashley moment now, finally, after he's misused him for going on two years. Um... But, his, yeah, his name's in the pay-per-view title. I, I'm going to pick what my brain tells me this disgusting company's going to do. And I'm going with Bobby Lashley. So, I, I don't agree with uh,
0: Bobby Lashley being in the Backlash <laughs> title. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I don't think Vince notices that. Yeah, but I when he wins th- the title, he's
1: like, Lashley's back at Backlash.
0: That's too smart. That's way too <laughs> smart. Nobody's thinking that. I will say that I think Vince McMahon hates black people right now. Uh, that, uh, that literally fucking hurt me right now to say it. Um, I, I don't think... Uh, let's put it this way. I don't think that he feels positive for blacks. Not that he has an indifference, but I think he chose... Drew Galloway to win, anyways, and he would not let anything happening now change his opinion. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Not that he's doing it to screw blacks, but that he's saying, "I don't care that blacks are having problems. Fuck them. I have it my be Irish." Enough champion. that
1: you're in the title picture, right?
0: No, no, just that <laughs> I have my Irish champion. Fuck them. He does. He isn't even thinking about Bobby Lashley being. I don't think he's looking at Bobby Bobby Lashley as a black champ or a black person. He's just saying, I have my champion, Drew Galloway. That's who I want to win. Like, that's the way I'm looking at it. Probably wrong. I could see it. it, No, probably
1: wrong. Well, as much as it sickens me that, that I think Vince is booking it the way I think Vince is booking it, I also want Lashley to have the gold finally. It's been far too long. And I do want after that to. after that goddamn Lana cuck holding Rusev till he leaves the roster shit. I think Lashley deserves something. I guess for having to weather that.
0: I will say though, pasty. To be fair, I'm a bigger Drew Galloway fan than Bobby Lashley, and I think Drew Galloway should keep it for now, and Bobby Lashley should take it from whoever takes it from Drew. Um, what do we got coming on next?
1: Then we got <laughs> more velveteen dream beating a car with a baseball bat. Uh because Braun Strowman is defending the Universal Championship in a handicap match against the Miz and John Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that's happening.
0: Um, I'm picking Miz and Morrison, Pasty, all the way. I think they're definitely going to win this.
1: Well, we know it took three men to get the IC championship off of Strowman, and Miz and Morrison are only two men. So you, oh, you-
0: yeah, since you said that, I guess I'm changing it to Braun Strowman now, <laughs> because I didn't think of that before.
1: They need, they need another guy. That's, that's what the point is <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going from uh, Truman all the motherfucking way. All the motherfucking yeah.
1: way. He's going down blocks and blocks and blocks, goddammit. This is so bad that I just put a, a frowny face.
0: In you the did!
1: Slide. You literally
0: just <laughs> put a frowny face. And I literally knew what that meant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was not, this match is not what I needed to see after trying to deal with my feelings with, Everything that's going on in the world, and then NXT takeover in your house. It's like, yeah, this man, is not well, what we need to
0: see after NXT
1: takeover. It's fucked.
0: <laughs> fucked, 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 fucked. Okay, we got a match that everybody is going to agree on the winner because of everything we've heard coming out of the news lately. Asuka defending her Raw Women's Championship match against, or her Raw Women's <laughs> Championship, sorry, against Nia Jax.
1: Well, you need to defend everything against that bitch.
0: <laughs> you need to just fucking duck and cover. I still love Nia Jax. Basically, I'm not going to I'm I'm not fucking pulling back. I still love Nia Jax. I think she's a, she's a lot like John Tenta. Okay? I'm going to say she's a lot like John Tenta where a lot of I think a lot of her Injuries that have happened were not her
1: fault. See, my thing is, there's a lot of, there's a fair amount of larger physical women in wrestling now that I don't have to keep hoping for the best for the one that I like the least. And I'm just off the boat here. And Jax, to me, is a lost cause. You know, there's plenty plenty of women it's worked for. She's not one of them. Uh. Asuka's winning this. I, she has to. Unless Nia Jax <laughs> injures her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I am going to say uh, backstage bravado included. I think Asuka's yeah. winning. Yeah. I would have loved to pick Nia Jax to win right now. And I, and I love Oscar. Vince
1: writes a storyline where Nia Jax ends Asuka's career. Watch. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, love,
0: I, I, do, I do love Asuka. I mean, look math, what he's doing to Jeff be- Hardy. What is he doing to Jeff Hardy, basically? Oh,
1: man. Well, we've talked about it in weeks past, the hit-and-run incident, where supposedly Jeff Hardy was drunk driving, got arrested. Um, Now Sheamus is fighting him and apparently airing on SmackDown. This is spoilers because it probably hasn't happened yet, but it's been recorded. Sheamus is making Jeff Hardy piss in a cup, and Jeff Hardy is throwing that piss cup on Sheamus. So... I
0: did hear that yeah, I also heard that something was gonna happen where he was going to. Uh, that must that must be SmackDown that we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. I heard that happening. something was gonna happen where he was gonna come to the ring, quote, um, intoxicated, like he did with, with uh, him versus Sting versus Victory Road. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: it's uh, we mentioned, like you said, we mentioned this last week. It's it's stupid. It's it's worthless. It's dumb.
1: No, if I was Jeff, I'd just be sitting on my couch at home. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Freeze my contract as long as you want. I'm not doing that. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of redemption out of this. I guess
0: his work. is making money. Uh, you, uh... Pacey. I just thought of something that has nothing to do with this. Good,
1: because I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay,
0: on the AEW, uh, AEW we um, on AEW, we realized that 10 is not Ty Dillinger. Did we? We did. 10 was um, revealed as somebody who is now injured. There's also like a 6th. <laughs> So there's okay. a ten and a six. So ten is not Ty Dillinger like I thought he was. I don't know why. Well, Jeff let's Hardy hope there's, there's
1: not a twelve because fuck twelve.
0: Well, there's a six. There's <laughs> a ten. There's okay. Um, I think I think Jeff Hardy's winning though because I think that's where the storyline's going. Why do you? Why would you fuck somebody like this and not let him come over?
1: I don't know, but it's Vince, and he's probably pissed that Matt Hardy's in AEW and punishing Jeff for it. I got to say, Sheamus is going to win. He just came back. I don't mm. care about this, and I want Jeff to win. But Nobody cares about this. I mean, Vince has only got a yes man at the helm of the shows now. Um, I don't know if we even talked about that, like we were going to. Uh, uh, hey- Haven's is- out, and Pritchard's the man running the ships of both Ryan and SmackDown.
0: And let's be honest, Bruce Pritchard is a super knowledgeable pro wrestling guru who has been in the game literally since he was, like, 14. Mm. So he, he knows everything about pro wrestling, and he actually has great ideas. I don't want to sell that from him.
1: I had heard that Heyman said in an interview that – Writing script at WWE is like Icarus, and you're flying close to the sun, and you write a script that works just barely on all ends, and then Vince wants to rewrite it, and then all of a sudden you're flying off to fucking Jupiter. You know, it's like, uh, I understand Hayman should be used better than that, or at least not with so much overbearing oversight, but Vince likes his yes men and, and, uh, boy. I thought Heyman
0: and, and Pritchard were a great combination, but, um, Pritchard does know a shit, but Pritchard is definitely a yes man for Vince. Uh-huh. So, I mean, not great, but at the same time, if you're going to have yes men, uh, Paul Heyman's been a shitty yes-man. Mm-hmm. When he when he had his own company, he would say yes to shit. That made no fucking sense. Um, there's been shitty yes-men. If you look at um, Ole Anderson back in the NWA days before WCW, shitty yes-men. At, at least Bruce Prichard knows his shit, and at least Bruce Prichard will g- give a second opinion. No, if Vince says, no, we're doing this, he's going to do it. But if you're going to have one main yes man in charge, I would say Bruce Pritchard's probably your best choice.
1: I just, I don't understand why you would want somebody, you know, who was more prominent in wrestling 30 years ago to produce your product Why wouldn't you want somebody younger and more in the know with what people... I
0: don't think he was prominent more more 30 years ago. He was part of um, Impact Wrestling back when they were going, and he was a permanent part of uh, MLW when they were starting. And he's been a part of a lot of independent ones. So I
1: guess... I just know that well. You get to be a certain I mean, age, and and he's let's not a
0: WWE a... guy. He's never been a WWE guy. He started as a Houston guy, yeah, and came up from there. Like I, I don't think I don't ever think of Bruce Pritchard as a WWE guy. I'm he does sick, sick. He does suck Bruce, uh, Vince McMahon's dick a lot, but that's the guy who's paying him. But he has
1: experience. Mm god i would say everywhere yes well also when they let hayman go they said that he was going to be focusing more on his in-ring work which means lesnar's coming back which probably also ties into my pick for bobby lashley because then we can finally get lashley versus lesnar uh for the championship which would be cool um but yeah i don't i don't know that stuff um
0: all right, Bailey, Sasha Banks versus uh, Alexa Bliss and Nick's, uh, Nikki Cross and Iconics.
1: Yes, for the women's tag team, and a triple threat. Man, the iconics are back. I'm going with the iconics. It's a triple threat. It's their chance to get it without having to do too much. Um, maybe they're better than they were, and I didn't think they were that bad in the first place. so:
0: They're the best paper, they're the best uh, tag team. On this pay per view, but honestly, if I'm just picking who I think's gonna win, Bailey Sasha for no fucking reason.
1: Why does Bailey need two belts? Not, we don't know. It's not it's cool. dumb. It's dumb. And then we have Apollo Cruz versus Andrade for the United States Championship. This is gonna be pre show or first match. For sure. And it's hard
0: to go against Andrade while he's still banging Charlotte Flair. But I think they want Apollo Crews to drop it to him. On I didn't even a... know
1: Crews had the United States Championship. I didn't either. Who the fuck That's... did he pull it off of? Who Who had no, it at Mania? I can't Nobody knows. If Sami Zayn had IC. No. Ron Strowman had US. had US. No, wait. Yeah, no. Sami Zayn got the IC from, from Strowman at Mania. So... I just
0: I just figured that uh, this is not the place for him to drop it and Andrade would win in a bigger situation. So I'm saying Cruz is just going to keep it.
1: My question is, can Cruz even do what he did on NXT anymore? He hasn't been used in years. That's where I'm unsure. And- Andrade is oh, and actually trying to it in
0: two. I, I mean, so. uh, I think they're both. I think they're both. Uh, tried and true, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, when I made my Honestly. picks, you know, I look at this as a fuck it pay-per-view. That's why I picked Sheamus to beat Jeff Hardy. And that's why oh, I am Andrade to win over Apollo Crews. Um, it's just fuck it. I, we're not watching it. We made that clear. Yeah.
0: We're, we again. are not going to
1: fucking watch <laughs> this. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, but I guess we'll have results for you guys next week. As that ties up all the matches we have right now. Of course, SmackDown's airing and maybe lining up some more shit. Um, but fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, but bu- bu- other good shit in wrestling, New ba- New Day podcast did a, a very, very, very good episode in the the wake of the George Floyd incident and just on everything going on in the world and if you if you are looking for more information, or even on the fence of how you should feel about this, I, I recommend giving their podcast a listen. It's not the normal fun podcast that you're used to getting from them, but uh, it says some very important things. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I I think that's it. I think we're good. All right it's been a good one. A nice short show for you in these trying times. Keep up the good fight. Stay safe out there. And we'll see you right back here next week with your backlash results. Be positive, be safe,
0: and be vigilant.
1: That's all I got to say. Diligent. I like that. Ty diligent.
0: <laughs> Woo.